Come one, come all to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello! How are you, Conrad? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm now in a position of looking back at the last three yep. seasons of Westworld with my rose-tinted glasses on. <laughs> and, and, and thinking, That's about good the, thinking about the journey we've taken together. Yes, we've taken a long, long journey. Well, to be honest with you, there's still a journey to come because at the end of this, the end of this episode was very much pointing towards the future. Yes. Um, but that's that's a bit ahead of ourselves. A for very, the minute, a but... very dusty future that some someone <laughs> might be waking up in at the end of this episode. That's true. Right, Conrad, tell me, what did you think of this season finale overall? Um. It was very. The pacing was good. It it was mm-hmm. it moved very quickly through what it wanted to get through, which I appreciated. It didn't didn't spend that much time dwelling on things. I don't think I really bought. So talking broadly about things, I don't think I really bought uh, the Charlotte turn, the Charlotte Dolores mm. turn. That kind of felt a bit. I understand. I, I'm not going to say it felt unearned because I can understand why they have. They wrote her character to uh, believe that you know Dolores is the one who caused her to lose her family, and and uh, and and that mm-hmm. that that was the cause for her her turn. But I I didn't it felt undercooked a little bit that it was sort of like mm-hmm. she got blown up in the last last episode or the episode before last, um, and then um, you know lost her family, who I didn't really believe she was that close to anyway because she had like one episode where she beat up a pedophile for hitting on her hitting on is not the right word <laughs> not the yeah. right phrase they don't hit on they attempt yeah, 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 to that's, yeah, groom that's, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to be involved I don't uh, want to be associated I'm, with that language sorry I've I've got myself I've got myself cancelled already a mere ten minutes into the podcast <laughs> but uh, she killed a pedophile and like it because he was attempting to groom her son and that's like the only interaction we saw between her and her son and it was a bit like I'm not sure this is like the closest relationship that I've ever seen, to be honest. And then her son is dead, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, she's out for revenge as a result of it. So that felt a little bit underbaked. Um, yeah, the, I agree. The kind of like revolution stuff was fine in getting Caleb from point A to, to point B. Uh, Dolores versus Maeve round two was pretty cool as an action sequence, um, and I like the ending. I did like the ending. I, I thought um, it's. The it had a kind of Fight Club quality to it. Yeah. The ending of this, which I which I enjoyed, even though Fight Club is maybe a uh, a novel and a film that has not aged super well in the last uh, in the last uh, 20, 20 odd years. Um, I'm still Anarchy. not. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm still not that convinced on Maeve's villainous motives either. Talking about Charlotte as like a you know someone who's turned. Um, although Charlotte hasn't necessarily turned to villainy, she's just turned to you know selfish motivations to get revenge. But Maeve, mm-hmm. I honestly couldn't remember why she was doing what she was doing for most of this episode until she reminded me that she was like doing it for her daughter. And then I was like, yeah, surely 
you can see the way the wind is blowing here. Like, like Serac is on his last legs. Maybe change sides, Maeve. Like, maybe, you know, you have no loyalty to this man. Um, well, well, she did. Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty, Conrad, yeah. um, we got. We've, we've sort of had a whistle stop two or three most yeah. of things in the episode there. That's, the end, that's I, the end of the podcast. Let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do agree with you that uh, some of the stuff was, was half-baked. But I want to say to the listeners, just before we sort of really get into it now until till the end here, um, that we're going to be taking a little break from the After Dark podcast until something comes up we want to cover or until 1899 comes up. Yeah. We are going to be going back. When, when 1899 comes up, we've got a lot of sort of things planned for it. We are going to go back to the more sort of long-form step-by-step podcasts uh, for it or in, in sort of more de- deep analysis. Whether that's more time spent on it, we're not sure, but definitely more deep analysis uh, things. Uh, we've also got a couple of uh, really good ideas about it as well. We're not sure Conrad's going to be watching it for the first time as we go through, but we've, you're still going to hear his reactions. Don't worry, we've, we've got some plans for that. Mm. Um, and there we go. So if you have any ideas of anything you'd like us to cover on the channel... I've said before, it might not be in the After Dark podcast format, but even if a film or a TV show you would like us to check out, one of us could do that and then make sort of a video on that. We want to also start upping the amount of edited videos we get out. Don't hold us for that, but we do. So, guys, there's a lot of excited stuff coming for the Culture Cave. Just uh, stick around, um, and we'll still be here. All right, guys, uh, let's get back into it then. Conrad, Serac is guided. Mm. It's a classic. It's the, it's the classic puppet with no strings, right? So he's... He's guided by a little chip on the top of his ear, yeah. which is literally telling him everything to say. Did you see that coming? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it was... If I don't really understand... Like, So, okay, it was essentially Rehoboam that was speaking to him, guiding him as it guides everyone else, and inside so Rehoboam... Sir, yeah, so Rack is literally just the voice of Rehoboam, a yeah. body for him to speak through. Yeah, so... I. It, I suppose it's kind of the natural reveal of of the idea of like Rehoboam being this this AI that's in control of literally all of all of humanity and all of their paths, and and mm-hmm. Serac to to be revealed as a as just another puppet who is also being guided by this thing does make sense. Um, Makes me actually have a bit of respect for Serac because the thing is, um, in a in a weird way, the thing is like you hear about over over the history of like you know particular political systems or particular sort of you know, systems where the leaders instill a certain uh, way that their followers should uh, should be, but they themselves don't live that way. Yeah. I, you know, for good or bad, I thought to myself, well, at least Serac is actually committed to this yeah, cause. You know? Yeah, there, there, was a, there was a point um, where he, it's sort of, uh, Serac is kind of like, I can't remember the character's name now, but the, the, the human chef in Ratatouille, um, there's like... Oh, yeah, Remy. No, Remy. No, Remy's the rat. No, Remy's the Remy's rat, the yeah, rat. yeah. I can't remember the human's name. Um... Well, whatever. Linguini. Is irrelevant. Irrelevant, yeah. Linguini. <laughs> yeah, Linguini. His, name, his yeah. name is Linguini. Yeah. Linguini. Um, isn't he supposed to be French? That doesn't make sense. Um, we'll, not, we'll not dwell on it. <laughs> but but, but uh, Engelbert Humperdinck is essentially the Linguini of this in that, you know, I can imagine 20 years ago when Rehoboam was still in its kind of nascent stages, he was like trying to get it done himself and being like, yeah. no, I can do this. I can do it. I don't need your help. And then suddenly <laughs> yeah. Remy, the, the, the Rehoboam Remy was there like behind him <laughs> yeah. just going like, why don't you give this a go, Serac? Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, so, and suddenly it was like, of course, it just needed more salt or whatever. Um, or the, the equivalent of that is for, for controlling society. Um, and then the ear clip went on 
and it never came off. Uh, and he was, I love, he was... I, I love that idea. I, I, I just absolutely, I think that is fantastic. I, I, Remy and the in the hat. But, um, also, like I, I thought of a joke as well, which I told Conrad. Conrad, he thought it was funny, but uh, he hasn't seen it yet. But when you see this podcast. Conrad will have seen the film Tick, Tick, Boom because yeah. we're going to be talking about it on the best movie podcast ever. But for anyone who has seen Tick, Tick, Boom, I did think uh, this is the life for a hobo. Um, uh, so that's what Sirak <laughs> is singing in his head the whole time. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you know, this is the life. So that's what he's singing the whole time. Um, I was weirded out by the actual um, by the actual physicality. No, not the physicality of it. Just, just the, le- the, the reality of that. Thinking about... I picture myself like, could I live that life where... It, I'm literally just saying the thing that something wants me to say. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I could do that. Um, although it, mm, the reveal kind of did take some of the menace out of Serac for me because then yeah. they went back yeah, yeah. later in the episode to him just speaking himself. Uh, but we all know that he's just saying what's in his ear. So yeah. therefore, therefore, it sort of took a bit of the menace out of him. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think it's... <clears throat> This show has kind of set, spent the last season setting him up as like the singular bad guy to take down. Mm. Um, so to kind of cut the legs out from under him in that way is an in- definitely an interesting choice, but it does kind of hamper that 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 uh, that, that sort of drive towards him getting his comeuppance. Um, mm. Although having said that, I mean it's still quite satisfying to see him like scrambling around once uh, shit goes south for him um, after you know. Uh, Dolores does what she does, and Maeve uh, Maeve does what she does. It kind of mm-hmm. it makes him it it, it it works kind of in terms of the the sort of symbolism of it because he is revealed to be it's like the Wizard of Oz, I guess. Like he's revealed to be mm-hmm. just a dude behind a screen who's scrambling around and doesn't know what he's doing, just like everyone else. Um, which which I think I do think works. Um, I I did I definitely enjoyed seeing it. It, yeah, you're right. It is funny, isn't it, that the man behind the curtain from Wizard of Oz is so drawn upon in so many things. And there are particular things from the history of storytelling and the human storytelling and filmmaking that keep getting brought back. Yeah. And I, I sometimes think to myself, how interesting would it be to like reset you know, modern, the modern era and, and, and see what would happen? Let's see what we if- come up with. See what we come up. See what we come up with if those particular things weren't made. You know, like what would be the reference? Because because the the reference to the man behind the curtain is in I would say a hundred different things every year. So how 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 quick you know how 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 would it be different and how would storytelling be different if we didn't have the same things to be referencing all the time? Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a trope that's drawn on a lot and and in you know yeah. a lot in Westworld I think like the idea of yeah. someone someone um, being presented as being in control of something that they absolutely aren't not in control of has been with yeah. us since the days of ford i think uh although i think it's because like you know they they it's a theme that's very common and it makes sense to be retold over and over again and it's yeah. a very like sort of it's a very uh sort of it's a theme that everyone can sort of um understand and think oh yeah that applies to my life in this way but it's just that it's almost as if they don't want to be accused of just stealing it from the wizard of oz yeah. so they always have to mention the man behind the curtain they always have to mention the pu- yeah. or the puppet the puppet with no strings they always yeah, have to yeah. me- mention they, it you know they lampshade like, their own intellectual theft just like this is a yeah. lot like the wizard of oz isn't it guys I'm like yes it is yeah it is yeah. like that <laughs> like- yeah yeah it is it is and you could and we all know that and you could have just done that but no you had to tell you have to tell us yeah. but um anyway what I was going to say um I was going to say okay what i found difficult about this season 
okay, um, is that I personally have, uh, when we did the OA and when we did Dark, I personally was really looking forward to you seeing the end of each season. Yeah. Right? So there was there was something at the end of each season which I was like, I cannot wait to hear Conrad's thought on this. And it was always like I was trying to avoid saying something or I was trying to hide it or I was like, you know, spoiler spoiler tagging in the in the comments with uh with the with the listeners who were commenting with me and we were like oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be great there's been none of that with westworld since season one the end of season one i was really looking forward to you seeing it once you'd seen that there i'm gonna be honest with with you conrad there's not really been anything in the last two seasons where i've thought before we have started recording these episodes I can't wait to hear what Conrad thought of that. Obviously, yeah. I can't wait to hear thoughts in general, but I mean, a particular moment, mm-hmm. which I thought, oh, that was so mind-blowing that I can't wait to hear what he thinks, you know? Yeah, do, I, do you know I, what I, mean? I think that, like, I'm sure the listeners will have noticed that that, like, has sort of coincided, that, that sort of shift a little bit in Westworld has, like, coincided with our move to, you know, not to give too big of a peek behind the curtain here, but it coincided with, uh, you know, our move to, like, shorter videos where we talk more yeah. generally about the key plot points because... Mm. When you compare it to those other shows, you're absolutely right. There is like if if you just said to me when we started season three or season two, actually for that matter, if you just said to me like when we started season three, though, as an example, uh, that they're, they're like Maeve and Dolores are going to end up on kind of the same team. Dolores is going to like essentially get plugged into Rehoboam and fix it from the inside, and Serac's going to get his comeuppance, and Caleb is going to mm-hmm. kind of restart society. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's exactly how I would have imagined this is going to end. Like, there's nothing that surprising about that, and it's very mm-hmm. uh, that's and that's not to say that that narrative arc for those characters is bad, but it's definitely pretty it, it's definitely pretty well worn territory you know like yeah, well you'll be like yeah. you can just say oh yeah these are obviously the arcs that these characters are going to go on and everything that's mm-hmm. good in season three and probably season two as well is very much in like the presentation and the style which can yes. be great it can really be great in this show but but there's definitely less of the I, I, the, Spo- the, spoiler tag yeah not, like yeah there's nothing that there's there was nothing that i was afraid of letting you know yeah. like in season you know. one and i i don't think that season one resolved all of its mysteries perfectly by any stretch of the imagination like i think there are some that are a little bit confusing but there were still things at the end of each episode where i was like oh i don't really know what's going on here that's interesting um and you know you that you have like the the whole you know the map inside of um inside of the the, the dude's skull that the man in black was following or yeah, or, yeah. Or, or you know figuring out that there were actually different timelines at play like all of that stuff was was thing was was uh so, well, all of that was stuff you could theorize about and like was quite interesting to think about um and there's not really any of that in this there is there just isn't it's a very straightforward show um it's a good straightforward show but it is as you say it's it's pretty basic stuff um it's pre- yeah pretty basic stuff <laughs> yeah. i like this is ai bad french man bad robots not so bad after all basically it's like yeah. is what this, this show is about yeah, and maybe, maybe, yeah, I think maybe some listeners are thinking, yeah, after Dark and the OA, like, everyone sort of has rose-tinted glasses for Westworld because of that first season, so maybe, like, in retrospect now, like, I'm glad that we did that first season, Yeah, and we weren't going to do the first season and then just stop, so no. <laughs> I, it's, it's, not, it's not my way, I cannot do that, um, but... Uh, yeah, maybe in the future, like obviously we'll do it eighteen ninety nine, but in the future, like it will, it will have to be a show which we are pretty certain it is very deep and very, you know, worthy of the conversation for yeah. us to dip our toes into this sort of long form again. Like eighteen ninety nine, hundred percent, we know that we are yeah. going to be able to get the money worth out of that because it's basically yeah. what this channel is founded Ooh. on. 
I mean, you know? 1899, I have deliberately not consumed any content for 1899, including the stuff that, that you have made on for this channel. I've been mm -hmm. like, I know there's a ship in it. I know that yeah. much. I'm going to hold my hand <laughs> up and say, I'm pretty sure there's a ship in it because I've seen some ships. But yeah. like, I, I like that's something that I'm like actively avoiding being spoiled on. And I normally don't care about spoilers, generally speaking. You know, when people are like, don't spoil the latest Spider-Man. I'm like, who gives yeah. a shit? It's a Spider-Man movie. Like he's yeah. going to punch a bad guy at the end of that movie. Um, but the 1899, I'm very much like, I don't want to be spoiled on this because there's going to be some crazy stuff in that, I think. And yeah, yeah Westworld just doesn't, it's kind of lost that mystery in the second and third seasons. Um, maybe the fourth will bring it back, but I think on current, on the current trend, it's more likely to be more of this, like very slick presentation, uh, mm -hmm. like good action sequences and likable characters, but characters that ultimately aren't going to do anything to surprise you, um, mm -hmm. which I think might put some people off. Yeah, it's basically like Westworld. First season, first season was Westworld, and then the next two seasons were just basically reminiscence. Um, okay, so uh, let's let's get back into the the actual details from the episode now. Then, so what? What? Oh, I've got a question for you, right? Go on. Why are we being taken back to Barnold's son? I, well, you know, we haven't heard about that kid in over a season now. <laughs> yeah. There's not been one one no. part of Arnold or Barnold's. Uh, um, characterization this season which is implying that he he can't do something because he misses his son yeah what's going on here connor they just wanted <laughs> to have the old lady and young young partner meme going on that's all they wanted yeah i i think so i'm really torn on this scene well i mean i've actually got an entire section of my notes just titled what in the world is going on with barnold because <laughs> and and man in black because talking about things just coming back um, we, we get the fucking Lawrence revenge tour as he just shows up to help the man in blackout. It's like, oh yeah, Lawrence. Oh yeah, that here. was... Because oh. at, at the start, wasn't there one pearl of, of, of Dolores that we didn't know yeah. where it was? And it's just and like, thrown away. And that's the throwaway <laughs> Fucking <review>. Lawrence. <laughs> it's like, all right, great. Okay. I mean, okay. So it is disappointing. I suppose it makes sense that if Dolores like openly spoke about making copies of herself, there's no reason she couldn't technically have made more. But it's definitely very out of left field and just kind of doesn't have any impact. But um, and then but I think that, I think there was build up Conrad for there being an extra pearl somewhere, but that was yeah that, 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 that was completely a throwaway reveal. Literally, they built something up from the start of the season. It's in one scene. <laughs> it was in, yeah, just so that just so that Lawrence can can show up and everyone was like hey i remember that guy yeah, yeah if you if you want to see lawrence go and bloody watch season two again like what's I'd honestly, going on? i i'd honestly forgotten that there was another pal out there by the end of this also yeah. i will talk about gina torres in a second because i want to say something on it but have they always been called pearls did we just start calling them nuts for like the lols and no no um, yeah so i think you've misunderstood a little bit here conrad the nut is the case of the pearl uh, now, okay, it's like now, a clown now, pearl situation. I don't know. No, we've been calling them nuts. I don't know. I, the show's never called them anything. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, those those cases, which at the start of season two they started plugging into those tablets. That's what that's what uh, we were calling the nuts. Okay. They didn't actually reveal the pearls until uh, no. Bernard went down into that thing and took the pearl out of his head. Yeah. So we've never really cared about the the word pearl because to us we're just focusing on the whole nut. Yeah, you know, it just it just uh, and Serac called it a pearl in this episode, and it shook me to my very core. I was I was like, that can't be what they've been called this whole time, and I've just missed it. But they, they, yeah, they, they haven't been they haven't been labelled it <laughs> yeah. very well. Um, 
Okay, so Barnold and Gina Torres uh, slash. Oh, I didn't write her character's name down. Lucy. Lo- it begins with an L, I think. Uh, Laura, something like that. Uh, who, who is this? Who are you talking about? G- his his wife. I, can't, I I didn't write her name. Oh, down. I, I I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I don't know the actress. The bit. This is this is me picking uh, picking. Uh, Picking, picking straws? That's not the right... Splitting hairs. That's the, splitting that's hairs, the, that's yes. the expression I'm looking for. It's the last straw that broke the camel's back this episode, sure, Connor. it is. I mean, well, it might literally be. We'll see how season four goes on. <laughs> the bit where he turns up at his wife's house, he's directed by Dolores, and the uh, presumably like live-in carer says to him, are you family? I think I've seen your picture. I'll go get her. Without him saying anything in response <laughs> made me irrationally angry and it is irrational i will be the first to admit that There's, this isn't really a criticism of the show but i was like what kind of care are you just letting some random person into the house because you think you've seen their picture honestly you can't get the help these days but anyway so if you if you take this scene this scene is is what i like to call a set piece like you you take it out of the show but and you just let Jeffrey Wright and Gina Torres, uh, who's playing his wife, in in fantastic aged up makeup. Like normally, it looks kind of ridiculous when you age up an actor or actress. She looks pretty good in it, I think. Like she looks convincing. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But you just put them next to each other and you let them act out their characters' emotions about the death of their son. It works on just just without any context because they're such good actors and actresses um and it's kind of playing on the crux of the characters you know who am i is any of this real how do i move on mm-hmm. from this grief you know do these emotions well these emotions are clearly still with bernard even though he is no longer arnold technically speaking there's interesting stuff there but you are absolutely right that it is just kind of it's just thrown in it's just thrown in mm-hmm. it's not really a satisfying resolution to his character because he hasn't been driven by this grief at least to my eyes not externally yeah, not externally um, yeah at any point you know he I, as you say i don't i can't remember the last time he mentioned his son um or or, or his wife not this season at all yeah, not this season um, so it's 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 great acting, and I really enjoyed seeing Gina Torres. I enjoyed the reveal, even that she was actually real, which I guess means in season one he was speaking to a host of his wife on the phone, which yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. Or like a previously recorded thing. Yeah, I guess so. But um, maybe they had him acting out a conversation that the real Arnold had had with yeah with her. But I I, I did enjoy it, but it's it is it feels very shallow it feels and it feels very mm-hmm. kind of like emotionally manipulative like we're gonna get jeffrey wright to cry about his dead son in this scene and you're gonna fucking <laughs> enjoy it um and and like and don't ask any questions about why this is happening or or and, like i no, actually that's not fair i was gonna say this episode was like an hour and 17 minutes long you didn't need that scene but if you didn't have that scene barnold would have literally done nothing for like <laughs> this episode <laughs> he would have just Stubbs would have been shot he'd have taken him to a hotel room he would have passed out and then woken up 50 years in the future having destroyed the world or whatever <laughs> or whatever oh, it is that he's implied to have done yeah exactly i yeah, I don't know. That was hard for me to get over that that scene. I thought it was a bit unneeded. Yeah. Um, and I think like if you wanted, like it was a good scene in in isolation, as you say, but just a little bit more, just something with Arnold or Barnold, whatever you call him, something with him to allow us to see that he's still struggling with the grief of his son. Yeah. Of course, he is. It's his prime directive or whatever. It's his it's his backstory. But still, you know, I will say though, talking about um, 
Jeffrey Wright's uh, children. I actually didn't realize until today, or yesterday, I've seen the f- film a few times. I like it more than most. The Pixar film, The Good Dinosaur, uh, he's actually okay. the voice of the dad in that. Uh, I've never even heard of that movie. Oh, haven't you? Oh, okay. No. It's, uh, yeah, it's basically like uh, Pixar's version of The Lion King. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Jeffrey Wright's good in most things he's in. I, I loved him in the. He, he was one of my favorite things about the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Um, his his mm-hmm. CIA character. Um, it's always always a always a treat when Jeffrey Wright shows up in something. So, you know, I'm happy for him to get more screen time. It's just a shame that they didn't really give him anything to work with in the scripts. Mm-hmm. They they were kind of just like Jeffrey, we need you to get the waterworks going in this scene like we so you and gina torres sit down and make the audience cry for five minutes and then we'll get back to the samurai swords yep yeah okay fair enough uh watch the good dinosaur by the way it's a it's all right it's a dino it's a dinosaur western basically um, okay nice basically kind of like uh he, he plays kind of like um actually i'm not gonna say that that's a spoiler but uh <laughs> let's just say his uh his father role is very similar to another father role um in uh, in Disney in Disney films. Okay, so um, what else can we talk about? So Dolores, dead or alive? Um, <sighs> that's so hard because I love Evan Evan Rachel Wood. I hope she's not dead. I think like she can't if... be dead. They're building up Charlotte versus her. Yeah, I mean this is this is the problem though with this show and how it treats its hosts is that. This feels like a very natural... On one hand, this feels like a very natural end point for Dolores' arc. You know, she mm-hmm. she goes from the victim in the first series to the destroyer in the second series to the reformed... To the reformer, martyr. I guess. Like, ma- martyr, yeah, in the third series. Like, that's a very cool arc for her to have. And I really did like um, the character retrospective at the beginning of this episode that kind of shows us how Dolores has developed. Although I don't like all of the developments or how they were handled, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. broadly speaking, the, the arc that she's gone on is, is a pretty good one. Um, I don't think she's dead because I don't think they have anything else to lean on at this point. I, I like It's a very kind of cynical meta-analysis of it. But if you take Dolores out of this show and you... I mean, Maeve is still about... But you take Dolores yeah. out of the show, it's like, what is it, Maeve and Caleb just, and Barnold hang out for... like you're, They're running low on compelling characters uh, by the yeah. end of this. So I don't think I don't think Dolores will be in episode one. I think she will be dead. Uh, or she is dead at the moment. But they're just going to down, download her from a hobo. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... Gonna, like if, if, if you're asking me how do you start season four, it's Maeve and Caleb kind of live, uh, living in the new world, Barnold off trying to find them because he's realised something has gone terribly wrong with the like whatever he did with the, the, the guest data. Um, and then uh, Charlotte becomes the villain and pursues Maeve and Caleb and they, they're they like, we've got to go back to the source. And they like go and they, <laughs> and they go and find the original Dolores from which all other... Like the, the Dolores that Caleb saw in that military training programme or something, they go <laughs> yeah. and get that Dolores and download her into... I don't know a new body, and uh, and then we get Evan Rachel Wood back. It's just like actually, it's very similar to Dark. Uh, you know, go to get a previous build of Jonas. You know, to yeah, help yeah, get exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but they'll like they'll fast track her through all of the experiences she's had, so she's exactly the same character she was when she just died. a little walk from the cave, like a little five minute walk, fill her in and everything. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <I> had, <laughs> yeah, very understanding of all the of all the crazy time travel stuff that's explained to her. To, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I had a question for you about Dolores. This is this is kind of just an aside, but I thought it was interesting. 
is is the metal body that she gets um, after the EMP fucks up her, her her other body? Is the implication that that was her original body that she? It was. was we yeah, it was. We saw her. Uh, we saw Arnold working on her way back in the day yeah. in first season, I think. Okay, yeah. that's quite cool. I I enjoyed that. Um, that Built to uh, last. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 a. Uh, it's a nice, a nice kind of. It gives us that nice moment when Maeve and Dolores are fighting, and she goes to like cut her with the with the katana, and she puts her arm up, and it essentially like blocks the sword because she's made of metal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she says like, "I was built to last, not like the weak things they turned us into, or something along those lines." Oh, when they were not like the things they turned. Yeah, the weak they turned us into when we were trying to emulate them. Yeah, humans. Um, okay, so we all. I just want to say this little little anecdote. I almost got found out to be a host the other day. Um, actually, I took a, my my car's broken at the minute, so I took a walk to the shop um, yeah. with my with my son, and uh, he was walking around the aisles. Uh, you know how children do. Three year old. He walked up to the end of the, <laughs> to the end of the aisle, and I said, "Get back here! Get back here!" So he walked back back to me, going, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me." And then he saw an old woman filling her basket with fruit, Uh-oh. and he said. <laughs> I don't think loud enough to be heard, but it was still one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He said, uh, he goes, we have to be quiet. The humans are shopping. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Outed. I mean, he shouldn't know that he's a robot at that young age. I think you've you've messed up by not allowing him to develop thinking, thinking he's human for at least, at least until the teenage years. That's when you can like, let him know. Um, that's fantastic. Well done, well done to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. But uh, but yeah, okay. So what else are we missing in this episode? We've done the Lawrence, the most important part. We've done the uh, so the ending is basically on a bridge where sort of this it's a bit, as you say fight clubby. Yeah, they the get they play burn. dark side. They play like Pink Floyd instead of the Pixies. It's yeah, like yeah. the world burns and and okay, so okay, I, I like I understand like the revolution happening obviously because they fucked up um, like the Rehoboam network. So everyone's um, like predicted future is in their hands. Yeah, and what can... if they just deleted the the system guiding them and didn't tell them what the system knew? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Would that That's... have been a better option here? I yes, don't know. yeah, hundred percent would have been because a bunch of we yeah. saw in this a bunch of people kill themselves because they yeah. can't deal with the reality of like, oh, I'm going to die of cancer in two years, or yeah. you know, or my daughter's going to die of a, of some disease or whatever. Like, it, it would have one hundred percent been better to just be like, let's maybe not. Let's just turn the switch off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Let's let people live happily in ignorance if there's something bad coming for them. It's like um, what happened to Facebook this week. You know, the stock just went down like massively. Oh, was that with the with the metaverse thing that they've launched? Where yeah, an, a new way for nightmare people on the internet to abuse women, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is very exciting. I'm sure we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, I I. I I did like the Fight Club ending. I thought it. I thought the you know the choice of song was cool. Um, I like the montage. It, it it felt it felt like a really satisfying conclusion. It honestly felt like the end of the show to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have seen the show just ending there, and then they sort of tag on. Well, they tag on a couple of things. So obviously you get Barnold waking up at the end, and presumably, uh-huh. I don't know. I think there's going to be a time skip. That's my assumption. Is there's there's going to be a time skip because I mean he he was waking up clearly like in the future he's covered in dust um so does that mean they're gonna recast um K- 
Caleb. Although, although have it, they'll do a split timeline thing again potentially. They could. Do. Will they, I, I think will they recast him. Caleb as, as as a as an older man? Yeah, I think I think they'll recast him because Aaron Paul. Anthony Hopkins be, comes back. Oh, imagine uh, Anthony Hopkins trying to play Aaron Paul. That would be <laughs> that would be quite a performance from Sir Hopkins. Um, <laughs> Sir Hopkins. Yeah, I mean you can keep Maeve the same. That's the benefit of hosts is you never have to a- a- explain any aging. Yeah, yeah, him, that's what right? I mean. Like he's like the only real human, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just they'll, oh, they'll, oh, they'll just poochie him and say, "Oh, Caleb died between seasons or something." Like no, he'll that. yeah, no, he, but he's going to be the leader of the world or something. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll have a cutaway to like an old man and it'll say like as president of the New Earth Foundation or something yeah. on the television screen, and it'll say Caleb, whatever his surname is, um, and that'll be the that'll be when the only mention we get of Caleb. Um, yeah, yeah. So I did like I did like the ending. I don't. I've said previously i don't really get mave's motivation her whole daughter thing um and like the the uh uh the kind of protecting the 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 hosts in the land beyond if it uh, like she feels mm-hmm. very arch but i'm interested to see where she's going at the end um and the uh the post credit sequence is pretty interesting as well we had a joke about this before we started like with um man in black who does nothing in this episode? I, I, like he, he he sits down and drinks expensive whiskey while the world around him burns. Um, well, he starts trying to punch Bernard. Bernard clicks a little button. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. True. I never I never saw Bernard cl- unclick that button. No, you know. So the whole time when he goes when he even when he goes to talk to his his, his uh, former partner or whatever, he's he's in rage mode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he had to go there. Because she need like she's the only one who can calm him down from from his yeah. uh, from his enraged <laughs> yeah. mode. Sun's coming up, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so like, do we just want to talk about the post credit sequence? I guess that's all there is to, to cover now, really. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so I've joked many times before, and indeed, Anthony and I have joked this very day, recording this <laughs> about how ridiculous the injuries that Man in Black has suffered throughout this series and survived. So yeah. I I'm not prepared to put my name on the on the the idea that the man in black the human man in black is dead despite us seeing him have his throat slit and bleeding out because he's had worse he's had worse <laughs> worse than yeah, that yeah, and survived yeah. it um i love so, that <laughs> i in fact i would go so far as to say charlotte and host man in black are gonna fuck off and create like a, a, a an army of of charlotte like uh, dup- uh duplicates or whatever uh, for their nefarious ends and uh who's it gonna be it can't be arnold like, oh it can't be bernard um because he's all he's all like uh zonked who's out gonna be what years. who's gonna be what so, so, I, I think someone is like that scene is going to be continued with someone turning up with the little red laser thing and and fix him seconds after they leave that room uh, i'm trying to think yes. who it could be so there's As, two of them now there's not a lot of people. It's got, it's got to be Lee. Got, it's got to be Lee Sizemore. Oh, it could <laughs> be Lee. Yeah, he, a, res, a host Lee Sizemore has <laughs> just to, just to really complete the fucking robot Ouroboros. Just every every human that was in this show at any point, or in fact, actually, it could be... his daughter. Oh, it could be. Yeah, that it could be a host's daughter or That'd Logan, be, or you know. I was thinking of um, what are those two idiot human like chop shop. Oh, guys Felix called? and Sylvester. Yeah, the bring back the dream team, Felix and Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it would be his daughter. Actually, that would be quite. That would be interesting if there was like a host version of his daughter helping human man in black hunt down the host version of himself. <laughs> I mean that is a very Westworld oh, thing to do. Oh, it's so oh, it's 
the show has just disappeared into its own its own nonsense, and I kind of love it. Um, but I, yeah, I just I just don't know why. Like as you say, a ninety-four-year-old uh, Ed Harris yeah. is <laughs> is is able to fight hosts. You know, no. why is he able to hold his own whatsoever? Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, I but he only holds his own when it's plot uh, relevant for him to do so. You know, there's there's a moment yeah. in this where he's like. I'm gonna save the world, and then his own host, which is really funny in and of itself, like him, him, his his sense of like narcissism and um and and self centeredness, like convincing him that he's some kind of hero in this story is very funny because he's obviously not. And then his own version of the host turning up and just beating the shit out of him is like, that's great, that's good, that's good clean fun right there. But as you say, like he's able to fight other hosts without a problem. So I don't know, like. I, I still maintain that the original Man in Black that we've seen for this entire show must be a host with the amount of damage that he sustained. <laughs> like, he's been shot so many times in this show. But who knows? Oh, God. Yeah, no. Well, it's funny, you know, like all these times you've been saying, you know, he's a host. You know, your prediction was he, he's a host. And you always knew that eventually he's going to get replaced by a host. So yeah. I was like, it's funny that I can see exactly what Conrad's talking about, but he's it's weird that he's not you know what i mean <laughs> yeah he's just the most durable man that's ever lived he's like captain america he's just like like invincible essentially also was it revealed whenever bernard looks puts his little hat on you know his little uh, little sunglasses mm. and he and he he sees someone in front of him but we don't really know who he who do you think he sees i don't remember that bit who is that after he wakes up from the his long nap no, no, no. When he first puts it on, he's like looking and there's like a light in front of him and he's like, whoa. Oh, like, no, what? I do remember. Yeah, I did I make D- a note yeah. on that? Mm. I don't know if it actually revealed what he saw. I don't think no, it does. No, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Um, I, I can't really... Honestly, I can't really... I remember the scene you're talking about now and I remember making a mental note of it, but I can't really remember the context in which it happened. So I, I, I can't say who I think... He's he or what I think he's looking. Uh, oh, I know what. I, no, I do know what I think he's looking at. It's. It, I think it was like him kind of seeing. I think I, I read it as him like looking at the divine or something. So seeing yeah. like I don't know that it's going to be like the inner workings of some crazy AI or seeing the valley beyond, like represented yeah. as data streams or something like that. Like it, it definitely had that sense of like oh, b- like Barnold is touching the face of God here or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to, to specifically what it is, I'm not sure. It'll be something that will come back in season four, presumably. Yeah, just like Anthony Hopkins. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, that. I mean, that is the, the season. T- season two had the problem of too many characters, not enough development for any of them, too many plot lines. They all felt weak. Season three has it hasn't had this problem because I've I've enjoyed the plot lines. But where it leaves us for season four, my prediction is <coughs> in season four that it's gonna have the exact opposite problem of season two, where they're like, We've got no fucking characters left because we've killed them all. So <laughs> I don't know who's gonna be the star of this sh- this show. Uh as you say, they'll probably have a a sizable Lee Sizemore host storyline. <laughs> please, please. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Bring him I, I think it is weird to think about that, isn't it? Like so no more Teddy. No more Prime Dolores. No yeah. more Man in Black Human. Ivy is dead. No more. Um, no more Lee Sizemore. Yeah. No more Hector. Like we missed uh, Ford. We, we like Ford as Ford. No Ford. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lawrence Hector's is back. Um, so, but Lawrence isn't even back. It's just another version of Dolores. So, in terms of characters still around from <coughs> the first season, Maeve. 
It's Maeve. Is Maeve the only one? It's Maeve. Yeah. Really That's interesting. It. That's all we've got. Oh, I mean, Cle- no, it's Maeve, and anytime they want an assassin, Clementine shows up for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need an assassin. <laughs> Clementine's your girl. That's why. Yeah. yeah, just just pop that bulk apperception up a bit, and then she's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they have got so far away from that stuff as well. Like we're just gonna just gonna nudge these little sliders up a scooch, and it's gonna turn you into a psychic genius that can control things with your mind. And in this, it's like I don't know. They're just fucking. She's got a samurai sword. Dolores has got a gun. Stop worrying about that stuff, you nerds. Like, let's just have some fun. Like, it's yeah. Well, you know, why did she have a samurai sword? Like, what, what? What's going on? Also, you know, okay, Charlotte. Like, why the hell are you keeping that burnt arm? I, like, I understand you want to remember, right? <laughs> yeah. Have a little patch on your hand that the makeup department doesn't have to do every time you're on screen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or like, there's no CGI needed. Why? Why are they? adding in something that's going to cost them a little money when let's be honest no one cares no right. one cares that charlotte has a burnt arm you know okay might, might look cool once just do away with it now i have i wanted get... them to go like full emperor palpatine charlotte just like have her like in a <laughs> yeah. fucking black sith robe being like yes <laughs> like uh, that, that would have been good horrifically burned features underneath it like that's if you have the opportunity you, you've got a character who you can burn to an absolute crisp and can conceivably survive because she's a robot. Why would you not do that? Do like have her, have her be like a nightmare person. That's what I want. I just want to hear Leah say I torched her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what, what, what do you call it? Um, one more thing. Actually, we didn't talk about last episode. Is that we did actually get through Caleb's flashbacks. Um, p- p- you know, uh, we sort of mentioned a little bit there with Man in Black actually, but yeah. we didn't really talk about it confirmation that the little magical wands do work on humans yes yeah they do and Um, they do use them in the army yeah so who knows i don't know what those things do (laughs) but also there's no medical professionals so like it's 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 all done it's all done just with a just with robots yeah i suppose suppose those those emts who are just like basically like customer service people now probably just use the wand you know yeah, I mean, I think that's that's like the implication is like those the 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 ambulances that are like self self service ambulances. They just kind of pump you full of painkillers and then run the wand over you a couple of times and you're good you're good to go. So I don't know, yeah. Na- nano machines like <laughs> like it's yeah. it's gonna be something paint like over that. the rust, paint over the rust. Ah, it'll be fine. That, that uh, whole right, guys, like, yeah. oh sorry, I was just gonna say like because you've yeah. mentioned it, that whole like Caleb flashback thing where like mm-hmm. it shows the seed of Dolores' empathy for humans that she has never once mentioned in three episodes of three seasons of television <laughs> is uh, not not like not to mention like acted on in season two when she was like no let's just kill all humans is ridiculous like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah i i also i do understand i i do understand why um Dolores thought that caleb was a great guy because of that interaction uh, because he didn't want to rape rape them, right? Yeah. I, I understand that, but I will say, it, you know, the bar for the, the the person who's going to lead the world into peace, yeah, should be a little higher yeah. than they're not a sexual. Abuser. I mean, you, you could apply you could apply this to real life, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, I absolutely agree. The bar should be higher than that, but unfortunately. <laughs> That's where we are as a society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much. Um, we'll 
we'll we'll see what happens with Westworld. You know, maybe we'll do something with it in the future if season four comes out. I don't don't know if we'll commit to doing the whole season four. Uh, we've done the first three three seasons now. Maybe we'll let you know our thoughts on it whenever we get around to it or whatever. But thanks very much for watching, and we'll be still here every single week with our best movie podcast ever until eighteen ninety nine comes out. As well as that, you can catch us on our uh, videos where we sort of do a bit more uh, sort of bad guy breakdowns with Conrad. TV show reviews as well as theory videos for me and we'll uh, we'll, we'll catch you there thanks very much for watching guys um, and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye